Shit! Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch the Movie, the podcast. It is Friday. Tonight we have Friday Night Fights. It's going to be amazeballs. Uh, tonight on Friday Night Fights, by the way, we're doing the best first sequel to a slasher movie. So all the number twos. Uh, we've got Halloween 1981, Halloween 2018, Old Baghead Jason, Friday the 13th Part 2, Hellraiser 2, Scream 2, The Strangers Pray at Night, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Child's Play 2. All the big twos of the slasher franchises pitted up against each other in a bracket-style fight of which we go live and let you all vote on the winners for. For anybody who doesn't know and has not participated in Friday Night Fights, it's tonight live on the YouTube channel at 9 p.m. And it's always a fucking party. So I hope you guys enjoy the shit out of it. I know I'm going to late into my tchotchkes in the midnight hours. It's going to be a good time. So uh, make sure you're there for that. Absolutely. I hope you guys are having an amazing Friday morning. If you guys are at work, if you work that normal schedule where you're off on the weekend, then you, you live like a normal person, then today's a good day for you, hopefully. Hopefully the Friday goes well and ends smoothly. But let's talk about some more news. And uh, uh, thank you to all our Patreons, by the way, and, and all of you guys who are watching this, the video version of this, which is on Patreon only. Uh, really appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, so today's news, this just came out. This just happened. I've not even read the story yet. I'm going to be reading it while I'm looking at your faces. Look into my eye. Um, Chucky has been delayed. Uh, the the, the sci-fi show... Brad Mancini, Don Mancini, Brad Mancini. It sounds like Tim the Toolman's son. Don Mancini's uh, TV series that was going to be on sci-fi and syndicated through USA as well, that was supposed to come out. Uh, the shooting has been delayed until 2021. That's the headline from Brad Miska on Bloody Disgusting. But what does that mean? Let's look down. Uh, it says, while many productions, but a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, production on USA Network and Sci-Fi's canonized Child's Play series, Chucky, has been moved to 2021 as a result of the pandemic production shutdown. Uh, set to shoot in Toronto, the film was originally, uh, to originally film the series this fall, but due to COVID delays, it will now happen in the new year. Uh, there is some good news, as the drama was always intended to air in 2021. Producers hope that it still will be delivered in time, meaning there could be no delay and bringing this to fans. Well, fuck me in the face with an aardvark. That's not bad. That's fine. I thought for sure that minute was going to be delayed. But hey, if you guys can make it on time, then no, no problemo, senorita. From my butt. Um, so in other news, I, know, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but that Friday the 13th collection that's getting ready to come out on October the 13th which is a Tuesday, by the way. Uh, it's not a Friday. Uh, oh, God damn it. Ow. Mm. I pulled a hamstring. I pulled a hamstring doing push-ups. Don't ask me how. I just did. All right? Uh, my old ass was trying to do the 100 push-ups, and I got up, and I pushed my leg out weird. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The Friday 13th box set that's coming out, it has uh, – they've announced that it's going to have that unearthed, never-before-seen Friday the 13th Part 2 gore that was cut out by the really tidy whitey MPAA uh, so many years ago. So, and apparently it's amazing. There's such a cool story online about that. Uh, if you look it up, this story is on Bloody Disgusting, but the people who put out the story um, – was from Samuelson Studios on Facebook. I think somebody shared it in the We Watch the Movie Facebook page. 
it, what a crazy story it was. They were talking about it. One guy mentioned that he knew a guy who had that footage on tape still that the MPAA cut because he saved it on tape because he knew some of it wasn't going to make it. Uh, it was on the shitty old VHS. They actually sent someone to his house to get it rather than have it mail it. They sent it off to the people who were going to uh, transfer it uh, for possibly for the box set. They barely heard back from him in time to get it on the box set. When they sent it to the people, they said, you literally have to bake this tape in an oven because there's some, some weird intricacy with the inside of it. The only way to get it transferred was to literally bake a VHS tape in an oven. So they had this one tape in the world, the only one out of all of them, that had the Friday the 13th Part 2 gore footage on it. The only one in the world, and they had to put it in a fucking oven. You know how stupid I would have felt? I would have felt really, really dumb. One time when, I, when Jay and I were kids, we used to try to take our comic books into the bathroom, into the bathtub, not naked, but we would take our, our comic books, and he said he had this crazy idea for, he'd read it in a book, this is before the internet, how to fix up torn up comic books. So we take these wrinkled page comic books and we put them in the bathtub, like dip them in there for a second and then like do this weird shit to roll them out. It didn't work. They still look like ass. Uh, and we waterlogged our shitty old comic books. Thanks, Jay. But that's what I would have felt like doing this. I would have felt like taking prized possession comic books and dipping them in a fucking bathtub. Uh, but it worked out for them. And I think it was really ballsy and really cool that they did it. Uh, the footage is going to be separate from the movie, I believe. Uh, that's what I believe to have read. But still to be able to see that for the first time will be really amazing. So uh, that's a big, big, huge part of the gigantic, fucking enormous box set that's going to come out Friday the 13th. They're going to finally see the unused gore footage from Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh, Baghead Jason, which lovely, lovely, lovely ties into tonight with Friday Night Fights Part 2. I never want to see the face I just made. Uh, a tiny bit of Halloween news came out yesterday as well. Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2 soundtracks are coming to vinyl from Waxwork Records. Now, Waxwork Records is the shit. They're amazing. They, they make the coolest looking stuff ever, man. And I love it. Um, pull up, just Google it. Google Rob Zombie's Halloween, Halloween 2 soundtracks, Waxwork Records. You can pull up the artwork for it. The artwork does look amazing. And you guys know how we feel about Rob Zombie. Like the first one, the second one is an abomination against humankind. But the artwork on these is pretty dope. It's pretty dope. They took it and they did like this retro, almost anime-ish. Uh, it's like a mix between 70s retro art and, and, and like anime art. And again, I don't know shit about shit with art. The trick, William Potter, is not minding that it hurts. for my Prometheus background I got going on here. But yeah, uh, what is actually on the Rob Zombie Halloween soundtracks? Because all I think is Sherry Moon Zombie and Love Hurts. Dun, dun, ding, dun. Um, that was terrible. But, you know, Rob Zombie having his wife strip for all of us because he's a cook. Um, but yeah, no, the artwork, as usual with them, looks absolutely amazing. It's so fucking cool looking, man. The inside of the booklet was his Lori sitting on top of, top of Michael holding a gun to his face. It's got the orange face, Michael. It all looks so good. The fall leaves coming down there. The, the vinyl itself looks amazing too. It's this black and white orange splatter. Really cool looking. Uh, I dig the bejesus out of it. And then what's on the soundtrack though? <sighs> 
it look every other song is is mixed in with like uh some just like clips from the movie like is the boogeyman real and then they play don't fear the reaper by blue oyster cult so there's some good ones don't fear the reaper always a classic halloween uh the tyler bates version the halloween themes on there uh kiss is god of thunders on that soundtrack 1969 by iggy pop uh only women bleed by alice cooper and then of course love hurts by nazareth and then baby i love your way by peter frampton tom sawyer uh, by rush uh it's you know when you look at it it's a good soundtrack and halloween too of course by the misfits so it's a you know depending on how you feel about that movie the soundtrack's good and does have some fallishness to it there even though they didn't use the title sound until the credits rolled up in that movie or the title song whatever uh the halloween 2 art you know it's still just as talented and it's still just as great but man that cover i cannot i just can't do it looks like old man wolverine uh dollar general style i just <laughs> it's, just, it's not bad art they they did a correct representation of rob zombie's halloween too but it looks like old man logan dollar general style uh wearing half a clown mask it's just they did a great job of the art but it just reminds me of, of dark moments in my life. It looks like he's got gigantic chops. It's not even a beard. Like his beard just went up to the side of his face instead of sitting on his fucking chin. Um, and then you got all the, the artwork there. The disc looks cool as shit. It's like that sunburst, blood orange. That looks awesome. But of course, one of the inserts in the picture cards is that damn white horse. And Lori with the upside down cross because, you know, in her Charles Manson mural behind her bed because that's what happens to me you know when when I have PTSD from a psycho killer trying to murder me from my childhood I grow up obsessed and in love with Charles Manson and, and metal music and and you know it, it Rob Zombie's so obsessed with making his characters like him that he doesn't even think as to whether or not it logically fits their storyline uh anyways we've talked about that a billion times but yeah if you want those you can get those i think it's cool of waxwork to do that either way for those of you who do love the movie um Ellie, are you making more waffles how many waffles are you going to eat today babe one thousand anyways uh okay oh 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 hang on we got a stuck waffle don't put your hand in the toaster Oh, hamstring fuckerino. Oh, owie. God, I'm old. Anyways, where were we? Uh, okay, got to tell you guys about something really freaky. Uh, pretty cool, actually. So, uh, Bloody Disgusting, a lot of news from Bloody Disgusting today, came out with an article about this. So, I clicked at it and I had to look at it. But, you know, Daryl Bo Lynn Bozeman, is that, is that how you say his name, I think? Um, the director of the, the upcoming Saul movie. Um, I'm pulling up the article here now. Bear with me. Yeah, uh, Darren Darren Bozeman. Uh, the the story says Saw filmmaker Darren Bozeman invites you to one day die at home this October. It sounds like it's just a movie, but uh, there's just a website. So uh, he posted these these posts on Instagram, and they lead you to the website, and you click on the website, and it's onedaydie.com, uh, all spelled out. One day die. Com. And I'll do it right here with you again. It's freaky. It pulls up and it says, do you believe in the paranormal? Yes or no? Let's click yes. Because um, I want to see where this leads. Have you ever lost someone close to you? Yes or no? Yes. Have you ever attempted to speak with the dead? Yes. 
would you ever attend a ritual? Fuck yes. Are you willing to explore what scares you? You know, depending on who's asking. Yes. That's what I want to hear, you know, at a strip club. If you open the door to find a box from us, will you accept it into your home? Yes. And then it says, shall we begin? Which is very, by the way, jigsawish. Um, and then it asks for your name, your email address, and your city. Not a direct address, but just the city. So I enter it in there, and then I get this email. And it comes to me, and it's titled, it's from Ian, Od Ian Odai. And it says, a deep, dark rabbit hole. Didn't even bother to capitalize the uh. And it's just got this picture in it. That's all. Just a picture. And I open it. And it's this fucked up. I wish I could show it to you guys uh, on here. It's this fucked up, like, just yellowish paper with, like, it looks like from, from the movie Seven. And it's got what looks like a picture of um, a busty, um, naked uh, prostitute from 1942 on like a leopard print bed. She's covered up. You can't see anything, but it looks like the bot, the, the psycho from the bodyguard cut out a magazine picture, put it over top of her face and body and drew X's for eyes and then crossed it out. It looks like a fucking tool video, uh, a nine inch nails video. And then here's what it says. It says, dear wonder, strange were the roads that led you here. I'm sure. And this is like in fucked up handwriting before it goes into the typeface. You're an adventurer. You've seen it all. You've dined in delicacies. I'd imagine you're looking for something to engage the senses, to push your boundaries or to find them in the first place. Exhausting is the road with no end. What if I could tell you where your journey ends? What if you knew how much time you had left? What if you had one day to live? It is with great pressure that a forgettable rock becomes a diamond and blood spills for diamonds. Oh, how lovely. What a lovely room of death. It says, do not tread lightly. If this scares you, stop now because a little further and you will never return. It can't be undone. What's done can be undone. It should be, shouldn't be undone. I will show you how to speak with the dead. I will show you there's a chapter after your story ends. But once you've heard its words, it will come for you. This is no place for secrets. I can see your past. It already sees your past. So I wouldn't talk to me if you don't want your secrets brought forth, you forgettable rock. <laughs> don't call me a forgettable rock. I have one fucking rule, and that's that you don't call me a forgettable rock. I have standards. I only need one and a half hours of your time, and everything after that is up to you. But I guarantee they will be lively. They will be delicious. You will never, you will ever, you will see ever so clearly. You will learn or you will die. Don't knock on doors you don't want opened. Shall we have a talk? To which I sent back, fuck yes. Spread it on. I want to see where this goes. Now I'm pretty bummed out because this was like two days ago and I haven't got an email back. Uh, I haven't given them my address. So if something does show up on my door, I'm going to just, yeah, I might not actually open it. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued. Obviously this is some sort of game or an hour and a half is intriguing. Cause is that maybe like an interactive movie style game or something? Um, maybe they just sent you a fucked up movie. I don't know, but whatever it is, I've seen Michael Douglas's the game. I watched that episode of unsolved mysteries and I still am totally into this. I want to see what happens. I want to know. I want to know what turns you on. I want to know.
Okay, I'm very sorry for that outbreak. Um, what else do we have here, though? How fucking rad is that, though? That sounds fun as shit, you guys. Um, okay, so I think the last story for the day is Francis Coppola's new cut. This comes from Deadline. Francis Coppola's new cut of Godfather 3 to get limited December theatrical release date before VOD. So not only do we have the Snyder cut, and, and, and we've been talking about the Schumacher Batman Forever cut, which probably won't happen, but we talked about it. Rocky IV, Sylvester Stallone's doing a director's cut of Rocky IV, of which he may cut out the robot, which we've talked about. But now Godfather is getting in on the Snyder cut business. This is wild, man. Like, and I have great memories of Godfather because uh, Jay's brother, Cody, uh, one day, I'd never seen the movies, and I went over to his house one day, and we sat down. I think it was a snow day, and it was just like cold as shit outside. And we sat in his room, and we watched all three Godfathers back to back to back, uh, the first man versus movie. Uh, it was so fun, and I fell in love with it. And I've, I've loved it ever since, and I love mom, mom movies and mafia movies. But today, the studio announced it will release a new edit and restoration of Godfather 3 under the title Mario Puzo's The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. The picture will be given a limited theatrical release in December, uh, marking the 30th anniversary of the film's release, and it will then find its way to digital home entertainment platforms. Which means they'll probably, I don't know if they'll, maybe they'll charge you full movie price, like $20, or since they're going to let it go through theaters first, maybe it'll be more of a $6 thing. Uh, Either way, if you know, it's a safe situation. I would watch that in theaters. I went back and I watched this last night. Um, I have about, I have about uh, an hour left in it. I started to watch it last night just to refresh myself in the movie and why it was so hated. And man, it's not as bad as I remember. First off, I think when you go into Godfather three, after watching the first two movies, which most people do, I I don't know anybody except for me last night. That's ever like, I'm just going to pop in Godfather three random after watching two and a half men. Uh, You usually watch them after it. So I think experiencing the film for the first time, not coming off the heels of the greatness of Godfather two has a completely different experience. And I think that'll have this one. I think you'll have a little bit of that with this too, uh, when it comes out, but so what's really, really bad about The Godfather Part 3? Now, granted, I still have an hour left to go. I remember there's something about the ending hating it. I don't remember it fully. I know what happens. I just can't remember exactly how I feel when I watch it. So I'm looking forward to finishing that today. But Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia is, the character is just so jagged and obtuse compared to everything else that we've come to know from Godfather. It really is the new overthrowing the old, but Andy Garcia, uh, he's just, he's got the leather jacket. He's got the Sopranos attitude uh, more than anything Godfather we've seen. And it's just jarring. It's really jarring. And it doesn't help. I mean, he's a little bit over the top. Andy Garcia is a great actor. Uh, I think he was young. I think they asked him to be crazy and over the top and wild. And it just, it's really, really just like jarring. Uh, so that was one thing just really threw a wrench in the whole thing. Um, but there are things about Andy Garcia's character. I like too, though. Uh, I really, and I think you needed that character in a movie where Michael just wants to become legitimate. He, he really wants to make right his wrongs. It's not so violent anymore. He doesn't want anything to do with violence. Everything's supposedly calmed down. I think you needed a character that was going to bring that violent edge to the movie. So there's parts of that I don't hate. 
Um, Michael's daughter, though, just, and then I, as soon as I saw her face, I mean, just as soon as I saw her face, what is that? Ellie, get out of there. Go, watch Netflix. As soon as I saw her face, I, I was like, oh, this is what annoys me about this movie. And then the cousin sex storyline sets in. If they cut anything out of this movie, please, God, just cut out them calling each other cuz right before they start making out in the kitchen. It's so gross. Because if you don't remember, Michael's daughter and Andy Garcia's character end up banging it out and they're cousins, first cousins. Gross. Gross. Not okay. Not okay. Um, why would you throw that in? I just, it's such a movie about family and you're just going to, let's have cousins fucking in the third film. What is this directed by Rob Zombie? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, let's see what they say they're going to do to it, though. Um, says this means Coppola now ha has now restored the films of his uh, of his he believed could be improved, and his fervent desire is to get the chance to make the the epic Megalopolis. I'm sorry. Wait, what? I need a second to go back. I think I missed something. What the fuck is a Megalopicus? Is it, it sounds like something we morph into in Power Rangers. Megalopicus! Um, okay, so apparently Francis Capola's long one in another crack of Godfather 3, looking to shorten it in places and strengthen it in others and change the title. Shorten it in places, strengthen it in others. Maybe they'll cut out this, the, the cousin sex storyline, although I don't really know. It's too prevalent in the movie, unfortunate. God damn it. Uh, he has been tinkering with that for a while as he has recut versions of other films, including Cotton Club. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it says, but he always needed Paramount Pictures Blessing. Today, the studio announced it will release his new edit and restoration under the Mario Puzio's The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. The picture will be given a limited theatrical release in December. We already read that part. Uh, what are they going to do to it, though, is what I want to know. I don't know what the Megalopicus is. <laughs> I'm confused by what's going on there. But anyways, um, The Godfather 3. Uh, I, so apparently they're not going to touch Godfather and Godfather 2. So that's good. Um, but it says, for this version of the finale, I created a new beginning. I like the beginning of Godfather 3. It's kind of the beginning. It's a quintessential Godfather opening. They're at a giant event. It's Michael's getting blessed by the Pope for his $100 million donation. And it's a huge family event. And they're dancing. His sister's being annoying. Um, I love the opening to Godfather 3. I don't think it was that bad at all. Joey Zaza gets his ear bitten off. I thought it was a good opening. Uh, anyways, but a new beginning uh, and ending. Again, I got to rewatch the ending, but I remember not liking things about it for sure. And rearrange some scenes, shots, and music cues. With these changes and the restored footage and sound, to me, it is a more appropriate conclusion to The Godfather and The Godfather 2. And I'm thankful to Jim Giannopoulos and Paramount for allowing me to revisit it. The third installment, uh, this is from Deadline, the third installment pales in comparison to the first two installments considered among the best American films ever made. Them straight! Uh, still, the picture was nominated for seven Academy Awards. I did not know that, including Best Picture and Best Director as it followed a 60s Michael Corleone as he seeks to free his family from crime and find a suitable successor to the Empire in a storyline that was Vatican heady. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So it's going to be in 4K scan. And it says here, uh, yeah, it's just more, 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 more stuff. More, more stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I want that shit. 
Give me that shit. I want that shit. I'm cool with it. Um, Godfather 3, obviously the worst of the Godfathers. But, and again, I got to finish it today. So far, I'm thinking not that bad of a movie overall, actually. It's better than most mob movies. Not the great ones, not the Goodfellas and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I, I, I'd love to see it. I'm down for it. I'm down for just seeing a Godfather movie in the theaters. So I will be there and I want to see it and I want to compare the two and see what they change. Uh, the only thing I don't love is that they're going to change the beginning. Again, I thought the beginning was excellent. Um, it really does set the, set the stage for what's going to come when Joey Zazow walks in the room though. You can feel this days of our lives style Sopranos seeping into the fabric of the Godfather and the Godfather two and our bodies and our minds just reject it. But it's, it's like what Garth said in Wayne's world. It's like, it's like a new pair of underwear. At first it's constrictive, but after a while it becomes a part of you. So with that being said, we will see you guys tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. I love doing these podcasts. Um, and again, on Patreon, you'll have the video version of this. Uh, this was fun. We are going to party tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you're there. I'll put a link down below to where you can uh, do the Friday Night Fights thing in your tchotchkes. So I hope you guys enjoyed your uh, mornings. And I hope you guys have an amazing Friday. And I love your fucking faces. See you guys. Mm-hmm.